Welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, Pat here. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. And like many people over the weekend, I watched Hamilton for the first time. I was not one of those lucky people that had scored tickets to the live show. And so I was really excited to be able to see it streaming on Disney+. And I'm one of those people that once I see something and it intrigues me and entertains me is I just want to know all the things, right? So I hadn't really studied Lin-Manuel Miranda's journey. I mean, I knew he had created it out of inspiration, but beyond that, I didn't know that much. I think I've seen him in like one carpool karaoke. (laughs) And so I started looking up, you know, what, brought him to write the musical, what was the history and the history of the different actors that played their roles. There was just so much there, so much richness there. And as I started to fly down the rabbit hole, that is the generous gift of the internet. What I found just amazed and inspired me and really excited me. I think it, you know, it brings me to tears when I see anyone succeed at the level that Miranda has succeeded at because he's you know, he followed his passion and he had courage and I think that's just such a beautiful thing. But what struck me was the level of commitment and persistence that he had to have to to achieve the success that he did. And that's something that I think we can all glean from this show, this show that's become the most successful Broadway production ever. And it became the most successful Broadway production ever as a result of, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda's commitment and persistence, but also because it was something that no one thought would succeed. And that to me is so fascinating because as much as, at least in the US, we just keep reproducing and reproducing the same stuff that everyone wants to consume. We, you know, just as a country, as marketers sort of rely on what people have already shown that they're willing to consume. The reality is greatness comes when something original is born. And that's what happened with Hamilton, both from the content, matching the content, you know, historical founding father content with rap music and hip hop and having a diverse cast, all the things that he decided to do inside that musical, he did being told that it would never work. 
it would never work. And I think that's just so amazing because he started writing it in, from what I understand in 2009. And then it came to the stage at first in 2015. And he did that on the back of an already successful musical. So he had success. And even with that success, so his original, his original musical was called In the Heights. And I didn't know anything about it until I started going down this rabbit hole. So I can't speak to, you know, the greatness of that particular musical. I haven't seen it yet. I'm hoping that we can in the future at some point. Maybe he has you know, with his contract with Disney to release this musical as, you know, a screen production, maybe we're going to get to enjoy more of those productions that way. He had already invested nine years before he brought that first production to life and then immediately started working on Hamilton. And as I recall, I don't remember which songs they are, there are two songs in Hamilton that he, it took him a year to write each of those songs, a year to write a single song. And when I look at how much patience he had with the process, the commitment he had to his, to what he knew in his gut was right. I'm just so inspired, so inspired because there's so many things that I know I personally have abandoned because they got hard because they took too long. I'm in the process of, I want to say finishing my book, but I I don't even know if I can say that anymore (laughs) because it's still not finished. And it's in some way, shape or form being, it's been worked on for three years and that has felt absolutely torturous. And I've wondered whether there's any point to it and you know, what is the point and do I even bother? And of course, the thought has always been in the back of my head that if I was truly meant to put this work out into the world, it would have happened already. It would have been easier. But that's just the thing. It isn't. Greatness doesn't come in a hot second. Greatness comes from commitment and persistence. And so when he started writing Hamilton in 2009, you know, he spent all those years before it was actually on stage and piggybacking already on success, already having proven himself being told by his mentor, by David Diggs was, I just saw an interview with him with Kelly Clarkson. And he said, he told his friend that this was a really bad idea. (laughs) He said, once he heard the music and saw how it all interplayed, that this was, that it was truly going to be great. He did see that, but as a concept, he thought that it was just never going to work. And I can't even fathom being able to dedicate yourself to something for all those years, uh, uh, just a whole year towards one song while being told it's never going to work. To have such a strong inner compass of your truth and of your purpose that what others say does not deter you. Now, I am struck by when I look at Lin-Manuel Miranda's interviews, he does appear to be someone who's just so full of fun and life. And I think it would be easy to see how he shows up and think he just, it was easy, but clearly it wasn't. 
clearly this took dedication and, you know, I haven't really dove into too many recorded interviews yet. As I'm recording this podcast, actually, we had just seen Hamilton yesterday. So I've only really spent a few hours kind of down that rabbit hole, but I'm looking forward to learning more about him. And all of that came from, you know, the inspiration for Hamilton came from him being on vacation and reading a biography about Alexander Hamilton, which again goes to show you that, you know, our inspiration for our greatness can happen anywhere. You know, he, as himself, as someone whose family he identified with an immigrant energy, he looked at Hamilton's story as really being the story of an immigrant. And when we look at what's going on in our country right now and what's been going on in the U.S. with refugees and immigrants, and to really see that his connection to that energy and really that it is the heart of our country, you know, that our country is truly been built its greatness on not necessarily what everyone would consider to be typical, right? Every Everyone's greatness comes from someplace where their core is connected to history that isn't necessarily the history of white America. And he just tapped into that. And to, to see that that vein that ran through him, that connection to the to the history of people of color and immigrants and then the interplay of R&B and, and hip hop to bring all of that together and for him to feel that and then bring it to life in such a spectacular way as we enter into this time where this country is coming to a reckoning of its whitewash history. I just think it's just astounding. It's just astounding. And it speaks to that if we can trust, if we can trust what's in our own souls, if we can trust what we're connected to, if we can follow the inspiration, the amazing proof that God can make, that the divine can make through our creations of what is true and what is real and what matters. All of that came together for me, both watching Hamilton and then going down the rabbit hole of finding the history of it. What was also really interesting is that I was, I watched it with my daughter and going into it, my daughter and I watch a lot together and she has like, she generally has a lot of questions. We watch a lot of different type of content and she has a lot of questions. And most of the time, you know, we pause and discuss what she needs to discuss because I like the fact that she has an inquisitive mind. But I knew going into the musical, having spoken to some people who had seen it, I did not believe it would be easy for her to follow it. I didn't see it, so I didn't know that, but that was just my impression based on what people said. So going into it, I said to her, you know, I think we're going to have to watch it one one time through, and then you can bring all your questions to me once it's done, or more likely we'll watch it one time through just enjoying the music and absorbing what we can and then watch it a second time. And then you can bring your questions. And I did that 
I'll admit, partially selfishly, because I really wanted to watch it straight through without constantly having to stop it and explain it. But also because the musicals that that I have come to truly love and my favorite being before Hamilton being Les Mis, I didn't get the full essence of it. I couldn't, it, it has to sort of seep into your bloodstream and into your body to feel what it's telling you and what it's sharing with you. And you, you need time with it. You need relationship with it to really understand that. And I wanted her to also start to get that, that not every answer needs to be immediate. Sometimes we can just sit with the questions. And so we went through the musical and she did not ask a single question. And we got to the end of it and she said, I didn't need to ask a question. And I said, well, what, what do you mean you didn't need to ask a question? Were you just trying to be like, respect what I offered you? And she said, no, she was like, I understood it. And I can't exactly tell you why, but brought tears to my eyes, good tears, deep feeling love for what this creator brought to the world for the work of art that it was and for what it let her feel and what it let her see. And it was funny because through the, through the musical, she actually, she made some funny comments, especially around the sexual scandal and then sort of the political divisiveness between Burr and Hamilton. And she got it. She got it on such a real level and felt it and saw it and appreciated it. And, you know, I think that's what happens when, when someone's soul creates from such a pure level, it's, speaks to other souls and her soul heard it all. Now I know when we go back to watch it again in the future that she probably will have more questions. Why were certain things a certain way or why one thing would have happened or someone would have made a choice that they made, but she really, really felt it and got it. And when I think back on my favorite works, whether it's a course I took a book, anything that someone else created that I had the privilege of consuming, the ones that have spoken me to me the deepest are the ones where the creator of that had the deepest connection to it, or at least it felt that way. And when I had the opportunity to ask them about it, that's generally what I felt and what I heard on a much more humble level. You know, when I created the receiving school last year, it was logically, it didn't make as much sense. And I've told that story, but in my heart, it felt like it was the truth. It was my truth. And of everything I've offered in my work, the receiving schools definitely made the biggest impact on people in a way I couldn't really have predicted or understood is the closest I've ever come to producing something that feels like it is the direct production of my soul interacting with the divine and then offering it out to the world. And so what I would say to you is definitely check out Hamilton. You know, I think it's worth the subscription to Disney plus for a month, at least if you don't already have it just to drink in someone else's ability to offer themselves fully through their work. I think that's just amazing. And on a more personal level, 
Ask yourself right now, what does your soul most want to offer to the world? And just notice if there's anything you've censored because other people said it just doesn't make sense. Because that may be the fact that they say it doesn't make sense or you think it doesn't make sense. That may be the very key to its greatness, to your producing greatness out of your own personal well of creativity. And being able to overcome that voice of it's not going to work could be the key to you uncovering exactly where you're meant to go next. And if someone else telling you it's not going to work has been stopping you, then, then really drink in the magic and the majesty of Hamilton because that is exactly what that production is. It is one man deeply committed to his own inspiration able to block out everyone else's feedback and honor it fully and completely. And I think if any of us do that, we are truly honoring the gift that is this this human life. I wish you an amazing day, a wonderful week, and I will see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this podcast with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people. And it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you had to say about what you heard. I am cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.